Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. We are about to observe, watch, enjoy, celebrate the second presidential inauguration of President Barack Obama. And there are there's a history to second inaugural, second inaugurations. Very interesting. And since we're talking about Lincoln so much these days with the film and in my case with my book, um, I want to talk to you about the parallels just a little bit uh, between Lincoln's first inaugural and his second inaugural and then the second inaugural of Barack Obama uh, in comparison to his first inaugural. Uh, I in I no way am saying that Barack Obama is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, those comparisons with any American president are silly. Um, but there is a pattern that inaugurals fall into, and I think it's interesting for us to look at. When, when President Lincoln entered the presidency, he was definitely a man who believed in God. He was coming home to some version of Christian truth. He was, he was warming up and re-embracing a faith that he had discarded earlier in his life. His first inaugural uh, very much reflected that. He mentions God. Um, he talks about God's activity in history. Um, but he, he absolutely believes that events, particularly the events of the beginning of the Civil War, are in human hands. He even says in the first inaugural, into your hands, uh, my departed Southern brethren. In other words, he says, into your hands is this issue of civil war. He believes that human beings can make these decisions. And if the, if the South will choose differently, that, that, that we will see uh, the war unfold in a different direction. By the second inaugural, that's not true. I think I've shared this on an earlier podcast. By, by the second inaugural, he has seen such defeat. The North could not buy a serious victory. Uh, there, there has been such devastation and so much has gone against human will uh, that Lincoln has come to understand the whole war as the punishment of a sovereign God upon the United States. Uh, he came to the conclusion that slavery had offended God that the United States had, of course, engaged in the slave practice, and as a result, God had visited the war on the nation. That's clearly his conclusion in the second inaugural. Now, that's why we get all that beautiful language in the second inaugural address. What, what's important for us to understand is that almost every first and second inaugurals uh, fall into this pattern. You have a new president, that president comes in, he's been elected, the old is seen as somehow discarded or less or inferior or failed or tried and proven uh, and, uh, unworthy. And so the new president comes in and he's riding a crest of popularity and he says, this is in our hands, we can make a difference, we can make a new history, let's all pull together uh, because we shape this thing. Well, then a president lives through his entire first term and before long, uh, either because of congressional gridlock or uh, the way that wars tend to go or just the human limitations, uh, by the second inaugural address, that president is very much, um, very much convinced that things are not as he had originally thought and his options are limited. And it's a more tempered man we hear from in the second inaugural. It's a, it's a man who tends to make more religious references. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a man who tends to, to speak in terms of wisdom and limitation. And he's also, by the way, almost always reaching to his political opponents, almost always trying to build a coalition. 
Well, that's very much what I believe we will see in the second inaugural address of Barack Obama. Uh, Not that he's Lincoln. That's not my point at all. But rather that he is a president and he's president in time of challenge. And as a result, we're going to see some of the same patterns. In his first inaugural, uh, Barack Obama uh, was humble in, in the way that he spoke about the past and President Washington and even took time to applaud President Bush, with whom he vehemently disagreed. Uh, But then he began to speak in that sort of, and I don't mean this uh, in a religious sense necessarily, that sort of humanistic sense, that sort of sense of we can make a new history, we can change the direction of things, we can take this in hand. Now is our moment and by our human effort we can reshape history. Well already in President Obama's speeches you're hearing Uh, him speak in terms of limitations, him speak in terms of God's will, uh, him speak in terms of um, how history has its own contours. And I think that we'll see that in his second inaugural address. Not that he'll be Lincoln-esque. I don't don't think we can hold anyone else to, to that standard. Lincoln was an amazing wordsmith and wrote all of his own speeches. But I I do think that you will see in Obama what you've seen in other presidents through the years, that their second inaugural um, is less strident, less celebratory, less uh, humanistic in a sense, uh, more uh, divinely oriented, more conciliatory, and a bit more chaste, uh, chastened is what I mean to say, Uh, a bit more cautious about making the dramatic statement, we can remake America. Now, there's a statement that Barack Obama has used in the past, as have other presidents. And of course, you cannot in one term or in a lifetime of terms, remake the entire country. That's just not going to happen. So the second inaugural is frequently the more fascinating of the two in a president's life because he has led, he has tried to execute his vision, he's been smacked by his own party, by the opposition, by history, by time, by foreign nations, by his own limited gifts. And so the second inaugural tends to be more poetic, it tends to be more genuine, It tends to be the one that lives longer in history because it's more beautiful, uh, brings greater wisdom. And the second inaugural is often one that sets us up for greater fruit. In most presidencies, the second, uh, second term is the term that's the more effective. And it's because the man has learned to work with power in D.C., and he no longer has uh, absurd expectations. By the way, I want to say that you know, normally one of the reasons that the second inaugural, uh, second term is so effective uh, is that the president has learned to compromise and in compromise you have brilliant legislation. As much as Bill Clinton and Tom DeLay, who was the House Majority Leader, uh, hated each other, uh, the fact is brilliant legislation and reform came out of the tension between those two in, uh, in Mr. Clinton's second uh, administration. So all of that to say, watch this second inauguration of Barack Obama carefully. Watch what he says. Listen for the wisdom. Normally, the poetry is in number two. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, 
and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group. Thank you.